Welcome to TikTok Radio. I'm your host, Victoria Jameson. I'm a verified TikTok creator and professional makeup artist based in Dallas, Texas. After gaining over 800,000 TikTok followers in just six months, I became obsessed with helping aspiring creators and entrepreneurs unlock their full potential on the fastest growing app in the world. If you're looking to find your niche, increase your income, and build your influence with short form video content, then you are in the right place. My goal for this podcast is to inspire and empower you with actionable tips and insight from top TikTok creators so that you can master the For You page and build your brand on TikTok and beyond. There's no better time to start than right now. Let's dive into this week's episode of TikTok Radio. Hey, TikTok fam. I'm back. It's your host, Victoria, just like the intro said. I feel the need to always reintroduce myself, even though the intro just introduced me. So hi, if you're new here, what's up? Welcome. This is TikTok Radio. Today, we're going to be talking about the TikTok algorithm. You probably don't even need to listen to this on, you know, 1.5 speed on Spotify or iTunes or Anchor app, wherever you're listening to your podcast, because I talk really fast. And I apologize for that in advance, but I just get so excited when I'm talking about social media and helping creators grow. We have listeners in over 40 countries, you guys. I am mind blown. This podcast has been around for almost two months and the listenership has grown so quickly. I'm so excited that you guys are enjoying the content and I always love hearing from you. So while you're listening to this podcast, go ahead and take a screenshot and throw it on your Instagram story and tag me at Victoria Jameson. That's Jameson like the whiskey. Check out my handle in the show notes below. And I'll reshare your post to my story to say thank you for being one of my amazing listeners. Be sure to let me know where you're tuning in from. Last week, we had someone share it from Poland, all the way in Poland. Shout out if that was you. So cool to see people all over the world learning about TikTok and learning how to utilize it for their personal brand as well as for their business. Real quick, before we jump into today's episode, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor. So why am I so passionate about helping entrepreneurs and small businesses grow online? Well, because I am one. I've been a small business owner for five years this year, which is absolutely crazy. I feel like I've grown up through this process of becoming a business owner in 2015. I've had a lot of really low lows and a lot of really awesome highs. So I'm just trying to help other business owners and influencers out there navigate the social media world because I really realize it's something that does not come naturally to everyone. Growing up on MySpace and then getting onto Facebook super early, being an early adapter of Instagram, it's all just kind of shaped and trained me to look out for those platforms that are booming and have so much opportunity. And when my husband and I discovered TikTok in 2000, what was it, 16, when it was still Musical.ly, Matt kept saying, this is going to be big. This is the next big thing. And it really took three years of him convincing me that it was going to be big. He grew to over a million followers. I was kind of sitting back and watching and thinking, oh, you know, there's no value in that for a business. Why would I get on there as a business? I can't sell anything on that. And then in December, I promised Matt that I would make TikTok my number one priority. So over the last, what, that's four months now, five months now. That's not five months. How long was that? December, January, February, March, April. Wait. Oh, wow. Time's going fast, you guys. 
So since December, when we spent a month out in LA with our friends Dominic and Josie, I like hit the pavement hard. I hit the ground running and was like, I'm going to freaking give TikTok my all for the next three weeks and see what happens. Well, I gained over 100,000 followers in those three weeks and 90,000 followers on Instagram, you guys. And that is when the light bulb clicked for me. And I said, why the heck have I not been putting more effort into this? So when I got home from LA, I did just that. And I started my podcast in hopes of helping other entrepreneurs and small businesses duplicate what I'm doing. The great thing about being on the platform so long means that I've seen the ups and downs and the ins and outs and how things have changed and shifted. I've seen what works. I've seen what doesn't work. Recently, I started a TikTok just for this podcast, and that is TikTok Radio, just like the podcast on TikTok. I'll put the link in the show notes. But I had someone comment and say, you know, why should we listen to you? This account is obviously flopping. If you've been on TikTok for four years, you should have more than 500,000 followers. And I guess my biggest response to that is you don't always know what experience people have under their belt and you don't always see that in numbers. I've watched my husband make all the mistakes and do things right and wrong, seen from his experience, seen from the experiences of our friends that have over 5 million, over 6 million followers. Working as a professional in the social media world, a lot of the concepts are the same, just the execution is different. That's the one thing I'm seeing with my clients right now is a lot of them are great, really successful bloggers, really successful on Instagram, and just shifting their content creation to a new platform is is the hardest part. And sometimes that does take the help of a professional who has experience in that area. TikTok is my expertise. I'm not going to tell you how to go viral on Facebook. Yes, I know how Facebook works. I have a business on Facebook. I've used Facebook for my business, but am I an expert on Facebook who has poured hours and hours into studying different accounts and figuring out exactly how the algorithm works? Am I aware of it? Yes. Is it my area of expertise? No. I've been able to accumulate all of the knowledge of watching my husband go through all this stuff, which, by the way, you guys should follow him. His name's at Matt, M-A-T-T. Yes, he got that OG handle. Basically, all I'm saying is just because someone is not the number one person on the app doesn't mean that they don't have value to offer you. I want to start this off by managing your expectations that not every single post that you make goes viral. And you know what? You don't necessarily want every post to go viral. A lot of times I see people put content out there that's just so it will go viral. But what kind of value does that add to your brand or your business? You could do some crazy stunt out in public or really you can't right now because were part of the corona quarantine. But, you know, if you posted some crazy video that made you go viral, but it had nothing to do with your personal brand or your business or what you're trying to funnel people to via TikTok, then there's really no point in doing that. You're really wasting an opportunity to go viral for something you want to be known for. Does that make sense? Doing something just to go viral is kind of empty. You can put content out there and go viral with it, but what is that accomplishing? Yes, you get views, you get a momentary spike in your analytics, but does that really grow your personal brand? That's why I'm here to teach you guys how to build your personal brand on TikTok so that you can funnel people to your business, to other platforms, to grow across the board online. It's not just about one platform. It's not just about going viral. It's not just about making money. It's about influencing people and having the chance to share your story. 
You do not want to grow this platform and have it be empty viewers that don't know who you are, that don't like you, that aren't invested in your brand and aren't willing to invest in you as a service or as a product. You will just be wasting your time if you're just trying to go viral and get followers. It has to be for the right reasons. If you're here just to go viral, you should probably stop listening right now because there's so much more value to actually helping people than there is to just getting views. Like I said, we're going to be talking a little bit more in depth about the algorithm today. I've been getting a lot of questions in our TikTok squad. If you want to get in on the conversation about the podcast, any other questions you have, get feedback on your videos, be sure you're part of my TikTok squad. You can go to TikTok-squad and that's TikTok like the app, squad.com. That way you can be part of our community, get in on the conversation, learn more, ask questions. You get input into what I'm talking about on the podcast, who I'm interviewing, sneak peeks. I do live videos in there. It's really just a spot where you can connect with other people that love TikTok and want to grow on TikTok for the right reasons. There are, unfortunately, marketing gurus out there that are just trying to get you viral, and I don't see the value in that as a business and social media coach based on my experience in business and social media. We want you to get visibility for the right reasons, for the right things. Let's not pigeonhole ourselves in an area that we're not passionate about. Really quick, before we get started on today's episode, I'm actually going to take a listener question. If you guys have the Anchor app, you guys can actually voice message me questions within the app, and then I can feature them on upcoming episodes. So this is a question I actually got this morning from Savannah and really wanted to add it into today's episode. So here's her question. Hey, Victoria. Thank you so much, first of all, for your podcast and your Facebook group and for helping us all understand TikTok a little bit better. But my question is, what do you think or if there is any value in reposting a video on different accounts? I've done a few collaborations with other creators where we all come together and put together a video Um, since we're all in the same space. um, I'm a PA, and so we're trying to help people figure out if they want to become PAs as well. And um, so usually we all post it on our account and then each person does that. So I just don't know if that's really effective or useful or helpful or something that TikTok would maybe look down on. Thanks for all your help. Thank you so much, Savannah, for sending that question in. This is a great one that I'm sure a lot of people have on their minds as we see more and more creators connecting with each other, especially in our group, and really getting to put content out there together, create that sense of community. I think collaborations are great and absolutely necessary for growth. However, I do think that sometimes they can cause a little bit of... Oh, like a repetitive nature in content. So my biggest piece of advice is if you're collaborating with other creators to not post the same videos at the same time. So example, when I work with other creators, like when we spent a month out in LA with Dominic and Josie, or when me and my husband are creating content together, you know, we both have our own separate accounts. So he will do a comedy video and it'll do great on his page. And then a couple weeks later, maybe a week, I will post it. We also like to keep an eye on the analytics and see how it performs. And if we need to make any changes to the editing to make it perform better the second time it's posted. 
We're also keeping in mind the hashtags we use, the song we used, all the factors in why it went viral or why it didn't go viral. I shouldn't be saying viral. I guess I should be saying performed well. So we take those factors into account when we repost it. Another reason I recommend editing out of TikTok is so that you can adjust your content based on how it performs. Make sure you're keeping up with your analytics. If you don't know how to look at your analytics, be sure to check out our first episode of TikTok Radio where I show you guys how to access and turn on your analytics. So when you're creating content with other creators, you each need to go in with your own separate ideas or your own separate formats or maybe just your own edited version. So everyone should be posting their own version of the same content, in my opinion. Now, it's a little bit different, like I said, with me and Matt, how we're creating this content together. And a lot of the times it is both of our ideas melded together and we live together and we're married. So it makes it a little bit easier for us to share content. But I don't recommend everyone at the same time posting the same video. One, because you don't have the benefit of seeing how one performs as kind of a test to decide how you're going to move forward with how you post your content or how you do it differently next time. And two, because I do think videos can get seen as spam if you're having too many of them posted at the same time. If one flops, chances are they're all going to flop. So you want to see how it performs probably on the biggest account first and then make adjustments for the smaller accounts. That being said, I have posted some of the same content as my personal account, my Victoria account, my main account, the one that's verified, the one that I post on three to five times a day sometimes. But I post the same video on a makeup niche account and it doesn't get the same visibility. So part of it is your personal following and what they like and what they're expecting to see from you. And part of it is just the video and how it performs. We saw an example of this in LA when we were filming with Dominic and Josie. I posted a behind the scenes of Josie dancing in front of our Airbnb and it went viral viral. I got like 4 million views in 24 hours. It was crazy. Then when Josie reposted the same behind the scenes, it had the same effect. So some videos do just have that viral effect. And yes, absolutely utilize that and share them and repost them and help each other out. But you don't know. You don't know until someone posts it. So be careful with posting the exact same content as other people. Take it with a grain of salt because, of course, TikTok is constantly changing. And as much as we can study the algorithm and understand it and know what's going on, we still won't ever be 100% right about how things work out. So I'm not saying not to share content with other creators, but I am saying to do it in a smart way. I hope this helps. If you guys have any further questions about this, be sure to post in our TikTok squad and let me know so I can expand on it. All right, are you guys ready to hear more about the algorithm? Let's get started on today's TikTok tip. So you wanna know more about the TikTok algorithm? Well, you're in the right place. TikTok has a very sophisticated algorithm. I was recently listening to The Morning Toast, which is one of my favorite podcasts, and the hosts were discussing about TikTok and why they didn't understand that some people showed up on their For You page. There's a very handy feature. If you don't like something on your For You page, just hold your finger down and say not interested. They were saying, oh, you just have to block them. I don't recommend that. I just I feel like blocking people just because you didn't like their videos, like a little excessive. All you have to do is tell TikTok that you're not interested in the content that pops up and it takes that into account. Sometimes just not watching it will do that, but if you're really just 
just feeling a little bit aggressive, go ahead and push that not interested button. Like I said, you just hold down on the screen. You'll see it pop up. It says not interested. This algorithm is so sophisticated. It can recommend videos to you even if you never even liked the video just based on watch time. It's very interesting and it's been cool to see it evolve over the years. Just like Facebook and Instagram, TikTok started out chronological. Now it has evolved into a more sophisticated algorithm that is great at guessing what you might like. TikTok algorithm has discovered my political affiliations. It's discovered that I used to have an eating disorder in college, so I actually get a lot of content that's like from creators that are talking about their eating disorders or are in recovery or rehab, which is, you know, kind of scary that it figured that out, but that's fine. Probably because I watched a video all the way through that had something to do with it, and now I get recommended stuff like that, which is good because I like supporting creators who open discuss mental health and help inspire other people to uh, take care of themselves and get help when they need it. I get a lot of dance content. I get makeup content. I get pranks. If you guys make a brand new TikTok account, you will notice that there are several viral videos that you see across the board on any account, really, and then you're also going to have the more customized content. So my husband and I have totally different For You pages. My friends and I have totally different pages, but there's still some content that we see on both people's pages, and you want to be that content. But guess what? Not all of your content will be that content, and that's okay. I just said content like 18 times and that doesn't sound like a word anymore. In another one of our episodes, I actually already kind of gave a brief overview of the algorithm and I am going to be making a more in-depth YouTube video as well that I've been working on. But, you know, I have a lot of stuff going on and with the quarantine, I've actually been busier than ever because I've taken on four new one-on-one clients. I do have one spot left still for one-on-one coaching. So if you are interested in that, uh, go ahead and hit me up on my email. You can shoot me a message on Instagram as well. Well, the TikTok algorithm is ruled by watch time. I discussed this earlier. Like I said, basically your watch time is the number one factor in who sees your videos. Viral videos make you watch all the way to the end and they make you watch multiple times. So watch time and rewatch time really does come into account. The next most important thing is shares. The more people sharing your video, the more eyeballs are getting on that. Think about it. Think about the explore page on Instagram. Those are the pictures and the memes and the videos that people want to send to their friends because they're like, oh my gosh, you have to see this. That's when videos really start to go viral. So having a high watch time and rewatch time and then that share amount is going to factor into the virality of a video. I don't even know if virality is a word. I've been using it on here. If you're an English teacher, go ahead and let me know every time I'm wrong. Um, that'd be great. But like say it in a really nice way. Don't be mean. <laughs> So basically, your video, you want it to be able to be rewatched and shared. Two most important factors. Earlier, I talked about how lots of times videos that don't have any text on them and that are basically universal, so you could watch and understand without speaking their language, you might have already noticed this. You might see videos from Asia or from India on your For You page that are viral videos in their countries that are being pushed out to other countries because they transcend the language barrier. 
Matt and I have witnessed this with some of his viral videos, his first 1 million like video we actually filmed in Taiwan, and it was kind of like a illusion visual prank type video, and that one just went viral all over the world in India and in Korea as well, I believe was his top country. Which, I mean, makes sense because if you guys haven't seen Matt, he's Asian. So, you know, his audience tends to sway a little bit to the Asian audience. I think people like to watch people that look like them. So that factors into that as well. But across the board, we have seen like my most viral video is me putting on a costume at one of my jobs that I've done gig work for. Uh, And it's this big kind of weird looking cage dress that you put champagne on. It sounds really weird. If you guys want to see the video, go to my page. It has, I think, like 7 million views on it right now. It might be more than that. I need to go look. But it has a lot of views, okay? And I don't ever say a word in the video. And all it is is me just showing the dress and then showing how I get into it. And I was shook when this video got so many views because it just, it didn't to me seems like something that was that cool. That's another factor I think it goes into content creation is sometimes just having one coaching session with someone to talk about your content can really help you come away with new ideas. I talk to clients all the time that don't think their content is that cool or that interesting or they don't have that much to offer. And then when they hear someone else telling them, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Like that's so interesting. I would love to hear more about that. Please explain more about that. Teach me more about that then they're really able to feel like their content is valuable and that they should put that out there. To me, that video of me putting on a dress at my job or at my gig I was working was like, oh, okay, I do this all the time. It doesn't seem that cool to me. I see crazy costumes all the time because I come from a performance background and that's just life. It is what it is. But to people that don't come from that background, they're like, oh my gosh, that's so freaking cool. And to them, that's a video that they rewatched and shared. So you never know when your content is bingeable or shareable or viral because sometimes you don't think your stuff is that cool because you know we're in our brain all the time and we're in our life all the time it takes someone else looking in to be like yo you need to post more of that because that's freaking cool so (laughs) I do um a la carte one-on-one sessions if you guys are interested in setting up a time to do a audit of your page and I can tell you what's cool and what you need to keep doing more of and um you know what you should maybe steer away from. Speaking of steering away from things, I've had some questions about, you know, what doesn't do well on the For You page. And my number one tip for that is anything that's boring or that is self-involved. So on Instagram, I think a lot of times people are posting stuff that's like, ooh, look at me. And I think it is steering away from that right now. You know, the most viral accounts on TikTok, non-celebrity accounts, are offering value to their users and their fans. But, you know, there is still that kind of self-involved aspect of Instagram models, you know, showing off their life and showing off their bod and showing off their fancy vegan food, whatever. No, no offense if you're vegan, you know, vegan food's great. But, you know, you guys know who I'm talking about, right? Like those, those people that make you feel like crap about yourself. I think... Unfortunately, that is starting to trickle over to TikTok a little bit, but we are not seeing those types of accounts be as popular. Um, They're more popular in the aspect of like inspiring other people. So like instructionally teaching people how to live their life better or, you know, make their house look better or uh, make better food for themselves. But we're not seeing that like aspect of, you know, my life is so great. So if your video in the first second does not offer some kind of value to the viewer, 
you're probably gonna get swiped. It's someone's gonna be going on to the next video. And when I say value, I don't necessarily mean like instructional value. I mean, it's gonna make someone laugh. It's gonna make them happy. It's gonna make them cry. It intrigues them. If you've ever cried on TikTok, just give me like an air high five because literally... I think maybe once a day I see a video that's like sad or emotional enough to make me cry, but I think it's a good like, it's a good mix. You know, I don't want to pee my pants laughing at every video. I want to learn stuff. I want to feel something. I want to watch a video that makes me laugh. I want to watch a video that makes me think. I want to watch a video that makes me cry because it's so happy or makes me cry because it's sad and makes me feel like nostalgic. You know, there's so many different types of content out there providing value is not one niche you know there's not one niche during this if you're wanting like an in-depth kind of analytical view of the algorithm be sure you check out my episode on how to make your video go viral I believe it was two or three episodes ago I will link it in the show notes today I'm talking more about like tips and advice more than like what makes a video go viral if that makes sense Now, if you've been paying attention in the world of social media, you might have seen the FTC has had a crackdown on children on the internet. So that means protecting the data of children, not advertising to children, not profiting off of advertising to children, because children are really the most vulnerable in society, right? You know, there's already people who are trying to take advantage of kids um, in a, a sexual standpoint, unfortunately, online, as well as from a financial standpoint. So getting the monetization off of advertising to children. Now, TikTok ran into an issue because when they were musically, it was a children's app, essentially. It was not made for children, but it ended up gaining popularity with children because of the nature of the app. It was all about music and being silly and having fun. It was definitely a young viewership base. I would say my average viewer when I was, you know, a new creator on Musical.ly, which not to toot my own horn, you guys, but I had like 50,000, almost 100,000 fans on Musical.ly back when that was really big. So I think that's also why it kind of annoys me when people say, why don't you have more followers now? Well, first of all, I've grown really fast in the last three months. And second of all, I at the time, what I had was a lot of followers at the time on the app. You know, things change. Back on Instagram, do you guys remember when 10,000 followers was like a lot of followers and now it's like, meh, micro-influencer. You know, things change on apps. So don't judge someone's value based on how many followers they have. If if you're doing that, that's the first problem right out of the gate, you know? So, you know, the FTC's cracked down a lot on kids, on apps, and someone recently asked me, you know, why do my videos with my kids not do as well on the For You page? And I don't have kids, so I don't have that issue, so I haven't seen that happen, but I do know that once the FTC started cracking down on kids on social media, many, many people experienced shadow banning, which I don't know 100% exists on TikTok. I think sometimes people think they're shadow banned, but they're just not producing content that performs well on the app. But I do think TikTok did go through lengths to basically make sure that kids aren't being promoted on the app. So that's why you don't see kids on your For You page. I think, you know, probably 
15 and up is the age that it seems like it's okay to start showing users on the For You page. But even I don't really see like 16 or 17 year olds on my For You page. Maybe if I was 16 or 17, I would. Maybe you guys can weigh in on that for me. But I think TikTok is going through measures to protect children's identities, to protect their, uh, you know, image on the internet because people are creepy and people take stuff at videos and put them in, put them on weird sites. Like I just think that you need to be careful about putting your kids in your content and that, you know, you can take that with a grain of salt because I'm not a parent, but I do think TikTok is less likely to show your video to more people if it is featuring children. And that is not a 100% across the board, like hard rule because there are brands that, have children as their part of their brand, you know, families and stuff. But I do think that aspect is present. So just use your discernment, use your uh, best judgment in that situation. And if, you know, having your kid in your video is absolutely pertinent to the video, then fine, fine and good. Do your thing, girl. But if, you know, you're doing a video and you're putting your kid in it for the cuteness factor, I mean, I've seen videos of children without a parent in the video be just totally taken down. So just keep that in mind when you're creating content and coming up with ideas. I don't think videos with children in them perform as good. If you would like to discuss that with me further, I would love to hear your experience. This is just my experience. Remember, everything I'm sharing is my own experiences um, accumulated with my husband and some of our other creators friends. But if you feel differently, I would really appreciate uh, a conversation about that because I just am speaking from my personal experience. The last thing I'm going to talk about is how interaction plays a part in your video's algorithm. I think people say like your video's algorithm, but how it plays a part in the algorithm. So the algorithm is ruling who sees content. You know, there are certain metrics that if your video gets a lot of interaction or a lot of shares or a lot of views or whatever, that's what decides, you know, how the video proceeds through visibility basically circles that it goes from the innermost circle like a bullseye to the next circle where more people can see it and then to the next circle and then to the next circle at some point there is a manual review of videos I don't think that's a set number or anything but there's a person that looks at it and says yes this video should be seen by more people or no we're good we're going to keep it where it is there's actually um a guy I follow, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to think of his name. If you guys know who I'm talking, Trav Green. I think his name's Trav Green. And he did a whole series on like finding out what words are banned from the For You page. So, I mean, they ranged in um, vulgarity, but uh, I'll just give you an example. Like, I think his first one he did was the word boner, which like technically that's not a cuss word, right? Like that's not a, a bad word. It's kind of like inappropriate. But uh, he did that whole series and it was really funny and he would like report on which videos were taken down. There seemed to be some inconsistency in that. I've had some of my Facebook group users have videos taken down for wearing bikinis or wearing um, more revealing workout clothing. So there is not a hard and fast rule. It does come down to a manual review after a AI system triggered it essentially. So there is an AI factor and there is a manual review factor in all of the algorithm. 
But when it comes to interaction on posts, helping it get more views, I do think there is a higher weight in verified accounts commenting on your videos, just like on Instagram and maybe Twitter. I don't know if that's a thing on Twitter. Y'all, I literally know zero about Twitter. So (laughs) holla at your girl with some tips. I'm trying to start tweeting again, but it's so hard. I'm not that funny, okay? (laughs) I feel like only funny or like really dramatic stuff like goes viral on Twitter. But anyway, when you are promoting your posts, and that's why interaction pods exist really, is because having that boost of interaction at the beginning does tend to help. Do I think that that makes videos go viral? No. Watch time is definitely the number one factor in why videos go viral, as I discussed in my Four Ways to Go Viral podcast. I don't even know if that was the name of it. I'll put the episode link in the description. I can't remember the exact name of that episode. It was a couple episodes back. It's my like shortest episode, but some reason people like it the best. I don't even know. I think it's a good one. It's a good one. You'll have to let me know what you think. But people think that, you know, if they get a bunch of comments at the beginning that they will go viral. And that's not necessarily true. I've talked about how the reason I think that videos go viral in comments are a factor is because comments boost watch time. Because think about it, someone has to stop and type out a comment while your video is playing in the background. So that is a major factor, I think, in helping videos go viral is the watch time is increased by people commenting. Likes are not a factor in if a video goes viral or not. They probably help like a little bit. My video with over 7 million views on it proportionally does not have that many likes to what it could or what other videos with 4 million or 7 million views have on it. And that's okay because guess what? If you're looking to monetize on TikTok, no one monetizes based on likes. They're monetizing based on views. I've said in the past, I think that likes are going to become kind of like likes on YouTube. YouTube that don't really matter. They're like a, they're a high five. They're a pat on the back, but it's not like the thing that makes your video go off. You know, if you get a thousand likes on YouTube, that doesn't mean your video is going to perform like amazingly and be number one on trending. It's all about that watch time. Watch time rules everything. I hope this has given you guys a little bit more insight on the algorithm. I need to know what you guys want to know because it is sometimes hard to backtrack and think of what people don't know yet because I've been doing this for so long. I'm like, what do people not know? So if you guys have questions, please send them in the Anchor app as a voice message. I would love to feature them on the show. You can, of course, comment them in our TikTok squad, and I would love to chat about them in our group and answer them either in a live video or in a post. We've got some awesome interviews coming up. Remember, I am taking recommendations on creators you'd like to hear from. If you're a creator and you want to be on the show, by all means, send me an email. You can email me victoria at tiktokradio, just like the podcast.com. That's victoria at tiktokradio.com. I will link it in the show notes for you guys. I'm super excited to be sharing more interviews with y'all. I'm hopefully going to get Matt to be on the show one of these days. He was supposed to be my co-host, but he's pretty busy. So sometimes it's hard for us to sit down and record a podcast like this together because our schedules are super opposite. He's a night out. I'm a morning person. Just trying to get in line with content creation is hard enough, much less recording like a 30 minute podcast where we have to sit down and focus because we're both ADHD as heck, you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure you're subscribed here on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, or wherever you may be listening to this podcast. Please leave me a review on the iTunes store or wherever 
wherever you listen to podcasts so that more people can see this podcast and join our TikTok fam. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of TikTok Radio. Tune in next week for an interview from a viral TikTok creator and another TikTok tip so you can master the For You page and build your brand online.